Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Hang on. Okay. You're... No. <laughs> You've ruined the intro. Sorry. <laughs> you took too long. <laughs> Sometimes a co-host doesn't take this show that he doesn't get paid for all that seriously and goes and does something that he went to college for that brings him joy. And money. Uh, he gets paid for that. You're not helping with the intro. What do you want me to do? Be silent. Mm. Let it be a surprise. Surprise is ruined. <laughs> Sometimes when someone leaves you high and dry, you... I say hi too many times. You have to search high and low for a replacement co-host. One that, you know, you've done hundreds of hours of recording with before. And who also lives in the same house. Yeah, it's also, that's convenient too. I don't, I don't really have to go that far. Maybe we're going to do a different show. There's still, a, you know, another show possibility. Uh-huh. Dap me up. I definitely thought you were going to say, maybe you'll be the one to make dinner tonight. You're, my arm has been up for this dap that you have not dapped me up on. I don't know what that means, so... I'm not participating in something that I don't understand. Fist me. No. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't get anything. Eh, we still might do another show, but hey, uh, guest host of the Buffy Back Issue, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. Co-host, Emily. Hi. I was waiting for you to go, I'm Zach, and then I was going to go, no, I'm Emily. Eh. But you didn't do that. Whatever. I don't care. Hey, we got a show. Uh, yeah, Jared's, Um, he's calling games on the radio, the TV. Yeah. So it's February. Both? It's, I don't know. Yes. It's February vacation week right now in Maine. And every February vacation, minus last year, there is a huge basketball tournament for boys and girls basketball. And it's a huge deal all over the state. And Jared went to broadcasting school. So he's calling some games, which is awesome. Yeah, whatever. He should be here. He no. should be here at this job that doesn't pay him. He should definitely <laughs> probably be at the job that would pay him for the thing he went to school for. No, take the free thing. Anyway, um, so I'm here instead. Yeah, in- indeed you are. What do we got going on this week? We got the news. We got this week in video game history. We got sports reports. We got Batman in the Olympics and your questions. I do love the Olympics. But hey, we watched a couple of things this week. Did we? We did. We watched. Uh, re- we was really sick and don't really remember what happened. Non-COVID, you just had a cold and it was very I got, disconcerting. I tested myself five times and I don't have, I didn't have COVID. I, I just, you, you kept on burning through our tests. I got two more today in the mail. Oh, good. We're good. But we watched a couple of things this week. We rewatched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. More Both f- of us rewatched the whole thing. And you were asleep for some of it. Yes. <laughs> I think more charming the second time around. I agree. It was very fun. I was less caught up with like the references and even though there is that one line that just fucking grates on me, like broken glass against my throat. I was like, who are you going to call? Like, aside from that, like I was less caught up with the references. I was just like, oh, this is just like a charming and fun script. And I like the characters and it's kind of great. That's because Paul Rudd is always charming. So there you go. Do you know my favorite Paul Rudd story? I feel like I know it, but um, go ahead. I'm I'm probably not going to get the quote exactly right, but like, because he was Phoebe's husband at the end of Friends, like he was in yes. there for a handful of episodes, so he's there for the finale, and everyone is crying and hugging each other, and I guess he just goes up to like 
one of like the creators or executive producers like Jennifer Aniston like puts his hands on both their shoulders like we did it guys <laughs> <laughs> I thought... which is just that's so that's so fucking hilarious I thought you were gonna say the Seth Rogen one um the massage one I think it was Seth Rogen Oh um, yeah, where like they switched out of masseuse. Yeah, where just he, he yeah. yeah he like switched out for the masseuse and then actually gave him a full hour massage. Hilarious. I just love the idea. Like we did it, we did it, guys. But and yeah, so I mean, we watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I think I liked it better the second time around. I boy, that movie is just charming, and it's like witty, and it has like deeply imperfect characters. It also feels very quick in a pleasant way. Like it just kind of flies by, and then. And also, Jared and I had this discussion before. I'm like, oh, it's about an autistic girl finding her place in the world. I doubled down on that theory watching that movie a second time. Okay. Double down. Okay, now you're yelling about it, though. You don't have to yell about it. I'm right, though. But nobody's yelling back at you. Still. Maybe people are in their like, cars. I'm like, I don't know, process emotions the same way other people do. I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay. Well, anyway. Just saying. I'm right. What else did we watch? You watched. Uh, we watched half of The Power of Dog. Yeah. And then uh, here's the fun thing about movie that's getting like oscar buzz and whatnot and it has been nominated for it's multiple not things fun here's the fun thing about it yeah um it turns out in the world of s- streaming like you can just turn it off we turned it off halfway and we're not going back oh we aren't that's fat <laughs> no it's unpleasant news. fuck that movie that I movie sucked didn't enjoy it but no. i did enjoy finding out that those two are engaged and have two kids together so that was oh, fun um uh, meth damon and kirsten dunce yes not my joke I don't remember who originated it, but he does uh, the Breaking Bad days. Yeah. I Jesse, can always Jesse gauge, Plemons. I can always gauge how engaged I am in a movie by how deep I go in the trivia on IMDb about everybody involved. You got to give me something to connect with that movie. And it was giving me nothing. We watched like half of it. And like with streaming, it's not like we're paying extra for it. I think I'm like, oh, I'm not enjoying this. We just turned it off. We're not going back. Sucked. Fuck that movie. You're very cursy in this. You're yelling and you're cursy. That's what this show is. Yelling and cursing. <laughs> it's basically the premise. Okay. Well, there you go. But you, then you were reading me like things like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch got nicotine poisoning three times. Like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to just smoke cigarettes. There has been fake tobacco in movies forever. You don't got to do that. It's like, oh, and he didn't bathe for two weeks. Like, oh my God. Like, I dislike him so much more than I did before oh. <laughs> based on the trivia you were reading. You're like, God, he sounds insufferable. But I did find out that Kirsten Dunst is fluent in German. Good for her. Fun fact. I'm cursing in the show, yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah. Or in real life? Never. All right. Your hair is curling over the headphones. Oh, I got locks for days. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. You don't like my fro? It's a lot. It's very <laughs> curly today. I'm going to cut it in like a month and a half. All right, let's move on from there to the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Well, as we start off every single news segment, let's talk about the butt. Why? That badonkadonk. The caboose. Do I know any of these news items? <laughs> no, that's how Jerry goes into this. So my news, <laughs> you mean things that you found on the internet that you find mildly interesting. And then, yeah, then I say them to you and you react. That's the process. Okay, right, just checking. Keep going. We're talking about the butt. Whose butt? We don't know whose butt. That's the story. Great. Tom Holland. I know him. Yep. Talking about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Spoiler alert. There's two other Spider-Man in that movie. Are there? I I hope I didn't ruin it for anyone. He said that one of them has a butt implant in their suit. That's cute. I'm glad they do. (laughs) Who has the fake butt? That's the mystery. Um, I say McGuire. I don't know. 
I would have to look at them all again. But another fun fact. Let's look at that butt. About Tom Holland is that he. My microphone's moonlighted being as a bartender. Yeah, for Uncharted. Yeah, he also moonlighted as a high school student for Spider-Man: Homecoming. He's all about moonlighting. I mean, it sounds kind of fun. Maybe he likes the movie Moonlighting. Moonlight, moonlighting. I don't remember. Is that the one with Cher? No. <laughs> what am I thinking? Of? I have no idea. But yeah, the speculation: who has the fake butt? Evidence against uh, Andrew Garfield in the first Spider-Man movie. There's some random. There's some random person on the street like, oh, look at his tight little butt. Please never make that hand motion again. It Nobody was, else saw that. It was cheek squeezing on each hand. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I don't Andrew really Garfield is a lanky man, but I feel like, you know, I feel like he works out. I feel like you've put too much effort into thinking about who has a nicer butt. I feel like Tobey Maguire has the fake butt. Okay. I feel like he has the pancake ass. Oh, just do it. You know you want to. From experience? <laughs> I have the flattest ass. Yeah. Um, there is no junk in my trunk. No. But anyway. <laughs> so there you go. I guess you know what you would do to your Spider-Man suit now that you know it's an option. Oh, that goes back to like, the Hank Hill days of like. Who was Hank Hill? That's not a person. No, it was a cartoon. I don't know what that is. <sighs> he had like butt implants and pockets to ride around a lawnmower okay like padded bike shorts i suppose okay just to be clear my note on this was just said spider butt of course it does <laughs> of course it does thor love and thunder by the way we're cocktailing tonight did you uh, just pick your nose no i did not pick my nose you did and then you just lied to everybody because they can't I, see you <laughs> i scratched my nose <laughs> quick cheers to our cocktailing which is turning against me apparently no we didn't clink clink good times did i pick my nose well you did no it's right here it's just on the outside great there's no penetration it's just it's an outside rub anyway keep going thor love and thunder (laughs) you're rude crude and socially unacceptable in this show you had more manners on our show thor love and thunder social graces thor love and thunder had uh some not my term Toy spoilers, or toilers, if you will, this week. I dislike that. That might be Kevin Smith thing. I'm not positive. I don't remember. Okay, anyway. I'm going to say 50% probable. One thing I've learned from you is that you never look at the toys. I didn't even know that you could look at the toys ahead of a movie coming out, but you always told me not to look at the toys, and I don't even know how you'd go about that anyway. So, Well, I mean, Marvel just put it out on their Twitter, like, look at all these Thor toys. Look at what Jane Foster looks like as Thor. Look at what regular... Thor (laughs) or Odin's son depending on what they go with in this movie looks like pretty blue is the answer like sad or like actually turned blue no blue oh he has a blue costume Jane Foster oh I thought you meant his skin turned blue no Jane Foster like like, you could join the blue man group she's got her blonde hair uh who else is in there oh uh Christian Bale's Gore the I, I didn't know Christian Bale was going to be in this. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, he's the villain. He's Gore. He's Gore the God Butcher. There's the name. Got fun it. Fun and festive. Pulled that fun. out of my ass. So yeah, if you want to see what all those characters look like, um, I'm not a big fan of Toilers. I know. They you always come so out. Many times. It's just, I mean, it's my own fault because I also like dig way too deep We look at very different corners of the internet. Before they come out. This <laughs> would never have showed up in my world. I just dive into it way too much. None of these news stories so far have anywhere near showed up in my world so hey star trek 4 is happening for the third time third time so sad 
Why? The the guy that died when the car crashed him. Anton Elchin, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, so sad. Yes, that is sad. So how can they make a fourth one then? Don't include him in it. I guess. That's sad. Chris Pine has <laughs> solid eyebrows, though. But Star Trek Four was announced last week that it's happening. It's going to be filming by the end of the year. Is that the whale one? That was originally. Probably not whales in this one. Oh. But the cast, they were surprised. Oh, me too. Because <laughs> they didn't know this was happening, apparently. They're like, we're doing what now? Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're shooting a movie at the end of the year? Oh, that's good to know. And Chris Pine's negotiations aren't done yet. What, it's, it's not like this came out of nowhere. Like, literally, J.J. Abrams was like, hey, we're doing this through bad robot productions. Oh. And the, everyone else was like, we're doing what now? Oh, so it was like a... a- <laughs> real person big name saying these things yeah i don't fully believe this movie is happening because <laughs> no one seems to know about it no like, i would not believe that either. like we got a director max shakeman i think his name is uh he was one of the he was the showrunner behind wandavision i liked wandavision i thought it was fine but you're so spoiled now you're I too am. spoiled I, I am too spoiled in the 90s i was like no one will ever like this stuff and then like in the late 2000s i'm like i was right Yes, you were. But yeah, they all seem to be um, surprised and shocked that this is happening. So that's not a good sign. No, but the end of the year is a long ways away. So we'll see what happens between now and then. Yeah. I mean, they don't have Chris Pine signed on and he is what was described as the linchpin. Like, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, he always seemed to enjoy doing it. Like, I never heard him like say anything bad. Like, the, the thing that happened last time is like the third movie didn't perform that well. So they were offering him a lot less money for the fourth. He's like, why would I take less money? Yeah, no, that's fair. And to be fair, like, I like I really enjoyed the third movie. But the problem was the second movie is bad. It's, it's very bad. So that I feel like people didn't I return to the third the one. I second movie. That's the one with Bennett at Cumberbatch. She's like, I'm not Khan. Ha <laughs> ha, I'm Khan! Yeah. Also, there's magic blood and instant mm. transportation to things and nothing matters anymore. Yeah, I don't think I like that one. Yeah, that one sucked. The first one was good though. That was very fun. I enjoy. I like one. I like the one and three. Was three the one where they end up on that planet all separated? Yes. Okay. And then there's a motorcycle chase, and then they do Beastie Boys, and it's awesome. Right. And they like resurrect the old ship kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I yep. like that one. I'm bored of that. Speaking of star related things. John Williams is returning again to Star Wars. Well, that's good. Unclear how much. I mean, he said that Rise of Skywalker was going to be his last one. I swear, I haven't watched that movie since it came out. When we saw it in theaters. Was that like two years ago? Haven't seen it since. I know. You're also very spoiled about that. That movie sucked. (laughs) Um, Haven't watched it since then. The best one of them. Oh my God. Rough. It's it's just there on Disney Plus. I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'll clean the toilet. That seems like a better use of my time. You could clean the toilet. That would be helpful. I do it on a regular basis. Yeah, I do too. But anyway, keep going. He's going back. It's unclear how much he's doing. He's at least doing Obi-Wan's theme. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Is he doing more? Who knows? But it's John Williams. I mean, what would, I don't know, the last 40 years of movies be without John Williams? How good would Indiana Jones be without that theme? How good would Jaws be without that theme? How good would Star Wars be without that theme? You know, list goes on and on and on and on and on. You sound like Jack Black in The Holiday. I've only seen that movie once. I know. It's a great movie. With you. Yeah, it's a great movie. I also have similar hair right now. You do. I also was thinking that as I was saying <laughs> And it. also a similar weight. No. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Go back to your list. Oh, my, my... It's not a list. It's my news. It's the news. I'm here to report the news. Hey, George Perez is dying. 
I don't know who that is. Uh, very famous, very, very fa- in the world of comics is an artist. It's uh, very sad, though. Well, we've known that for a little while. Wait, was he the one that you told me about? Probably. A little while ago. That's not very helpful. This is not very good audio. Sorry, Probably. guys. Probably told you about him. Okay. But he is passing away. Um, and people were like posting comments on his Facebook wall. Even I posted something yes, on Facebook. Yeah, I totally remember this. Yep. And I don't. The last thing I posted on Facebook w- was the night of the election. It said more like Republicans. That was the last thing I posted on mm. Facebook. And then I posted on George Perez. I'm glad you posted on George Perez. I still stand by more like Republicans. Anyway, keep going back to your story. Like what about to, George Perez? I like to alienate people. Marvel and DC are returning. Oh, wait. That was that was the whole George Perez story? No. No, this is the story. Oh, sorry. Marvel and DC are coming back together yet again. To celebrate George Perez? To reprint his uh, Justice League of America slash Avengers crossover. Oh, that sounds lovely. What a positive thing. The companies haven't been able to do anything. The big two can't come together on anything. Except they're only printing 7,000 copies. That's not enough copies. What the fuck? What are you doing? How do you treat something like, we're celebrating this man, but also we're going to make it a finite of, like, availability. Like, you fucking pricks. Maybe they'll release more once they see what's happening. No, I think it's just a, man, this is a cursey show. It's a one-sided cursey show. You didn't even talk about butts. Just say butts. Why? <laughs> big butts. Big bubble butts. Why are you looking at my notes? There's nothing else that says butts on here. Because you're starting to go off topic. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's yes, it's good that it's being reprinted. But the idea, of, like they're only doing seven thousand copies, like what are you doing? And even like thinking of it from like the mind of a retailer, because there are some stuff that like they're like, oh, it's first come first serve. But there are things that I ordered that I never got, even just you know me putting in my orders for them because you know they kind of went to. Oh, I remember, I remember those days. Bigger companies it's just like and i went on excursions around the state to find them sometimes i don't remember that but i believe you yeah i anyway yes i definitely went to other comic shops around the state to try and find missing issues oh well that was a different thing that was um that was a few things really but this is a limited print of seven thousand, just pure like yeah what are you doing how can you celebrate someone and then make it just like a limited thing like based off of pre-orders assholes John Carpenter, you might know him as the director of the first Halloween, composer of the first Halloween. Yep. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or The Thing. He says he wants to make more The Thing movies. You like horror movies. The, the only reason I'm bringing this up is, one, I would, I would say I'd love the idea of another thing. I don't think I actually would, because it ends on a very ambiguous note. But The Thing is in, like, top three movies I can never show you. Fabulous. Does the dog die? Not only does a dog die, an alien takes it over and it explodes out into like blood and guts, and there's like all these like tendrils and shit coming out of it. It's just like blah, 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 blah. Guys, there are very few rules, but one of the rules is that the dog cannot die in anything. Not only does the dog die, the dog turns inside out. And life is too short. <laughs> and just comes at you. To watch things where the dog dies. Or to read books where the dog dies. Same principle. Yeah. So the the thing is literally on like maybe like a top three, like you cannot watch this like that. Which I love. I love the thing. The thing is so good. Like Marley and Me, which I'm not going to watch. Why do I want to watch Marley and Me? No, never do I want that in my life. And like Old Yeller. Like those are like probably like top. Of course I can't watch any of those. Why would I watch any of those? Like top three movies I can't show you. But yeah, maybe more of the thing. It ends really ambiguous and I love its ambiguous ending. So I kind of hope they don't do it. But also we can never watch the thing because the dog turns inside out. (laughs) 
Yeah. Nope, that's a pretty solid one. <laughs> and it's an alien. And John Wick. Can I also not watch John Wick? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, John Wick is all about they shoot his dog. Yeah. So, again, added to the list. And that dog takes a $5,000 dump. everything that Stephen King does. Can I explain the $5,000 dump thing, though? It's like you can't force a dog to do a thing, so they had to do like a digital effect of the dog pooping that costs five grand. Oh. I'll poop for five grand. Give me a lawn. Give me a dog. Great. I'll make it work. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fabulous. All right. Yeah, Stephen King also kills the dog a lot. So many times. All right. Cheers. Because we're moving on to our next segment. All right. Going to move on from the news to sc- screaming at streaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. What did we stream this week? Peacemaker. Oh, we watched the end of Peacemaker. We did indeed. And in that one, the dog doesn't die, also known as the eagle. The eagle, yeah, he got punched in the last episode. But he is fine. They took him to a vet, and he's good now. Yeah, because he shot his racist father in the head yeah. in the last episode. Spoilers. Also, spoilers for Peacemaker. All right, this one is all about killing the cow. Yes, not a real cow. The poor cow. The poor cow gets it. Yeah, but it's like a weird, gross caterpillar, so it's fine. Gross. Yeah, if you look gross, you can die. That's the that's how Peacemaker works. No, if you're a caterpillar, weird alien thing. Aside from killing the cow, this one definitely, it, it's a, you know, the episode focuses on, there's a little bit of action heavy in the front, and then it kind of deals with the emotional stuff at the back. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the theme song coming up as kind of like the fight anthem. I didn't either. It felt very... I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like Buffy, season one, episode 12, when they use the theme for the one and only time in the episode, when she's kicking ass and it's just the theme. Okay. That was not what I was going to say it felt like. And I just, I don't like the theme be like, I like the theme being the theme. When it gets used in the episode, it feels awkward to me. But it was a good fight scene. You get hardcore shooting people, vigilantes cutting people up. He's getting shot in the back. It it pulled me out of the fight more than it should have. Totally. Because I'm now so associated with that dance, with that song, which I still think that you and Jared should learn that dance. Do you really, have you want, guys to, do you really want to taste it? talked about that on this podcast yet? No. The, you want me to learn a dance? Guys, this is my new Patreon idea, is that on their Patreon, behind the paywall, they have to learn the dance, and I'll film it for you guys, All right, I'll and lose, we'll post it. Let me lose 10 pounds. And, and I will die laughing. Um, so let's all enjoy that. But I didn't love that. Um, so you guys need to encourage them to do it because me alone is not enough. John Economist. I, it was sad. How did you learn his name? John. I know his name is John. But is it is it really Economist? Yeah. Okay. I said it fast in case I was wrong. And, <laughs> and then you really doubled down on like the pronunciation of it. Then you, yeah, it's John. No John kidding. Economist. <laughs> I know that. The much. idea of like he has a sad like fat man dyed beard and like no one notices his sad fat beard. I think it was more the dye issue, but it was all very sad. Yeah. And it, and he also played it so sad. Like it oh could have God. been He's great. He's great. And then he breaks his shin. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was I'm a so terrible sorry. noise. Hang on. Then he breaks his shin. <laughs> um also if anybody has watched New Girl, he's outside dave in new girl and that's all i could think of him as because he kind of like has the same crazy hair slash beard as outside dave so anyway outside dave slash john that's sad <laughs> vigilante in the comics he kills himself so he didn't do that here it's 
great, solid. Love that. But maybe he has a healing factor because he gets shot in the spine and he's cool. Oh my gosh, yeah. He definitely came back from a lot more than he should have to survive this. Killing the cow was funny. I love um, Adebayo. What, what's like activate like torpedo helmet or something, whatever torpedo it is. Torpedo mode. I, it might not be that. I can't remember. But no, I, I definitely just, it's torpedo I, mode. I love her just full on missing the first time. <laughs> the second time she just shoots through that giant so, slug. Well, the second time it wasn't even, she didn't even call it. It was Peacemaker that called it. I love what was it was like activate levitate mode and the helmet just floats away. <laughs> I kept so waiting good. for it to come back or for it to like come back in the episode and it did not. And I enjoyed that as well. I mean, when all is said and done, we also get the whole, like, oh, the Suicide Squad has been revealed to the world. Yep. I like that Adebayo was the one who revealed her mother to the world, that, that she was kind of the traitor of the bunch. I also, Viola and Davis. By traitor, I mean to the world. Didn't shoot a single scene with anyone else so they could just totally do it around her personal schedule. <laughs> like, she's in, what, three or four scenes, maybe? And they're all by herself. It was just like, here you go. We did this in a day. I mean, that's fine. She didn't really need to be there for very much. No, but she's... Oh, she, oh my God. She's so good. She's great. But she also, I can imagine, would have made it so this move, so this show couldn't really stand on its own two feet if it's still tied to her kind of thing. Also, because I was reading fun facts about this, did you guys know that James Gunn and Harcourt are engaged as of like two days ago? What? And also... I didn't until you told me. <laughs> also... That James Gunn wrote Peacemaker because he was bored while doing post-production on Suicide Squad. Those are my fun facts I learned. Well, he's doing season two and another show. And he's doing Guardians right now, plus the Guardians holiday special. There's a holiday special? Yeah. You didn't tell me that? I don't know. What? You don't tell me everything. Anything. I'm sorry. I don't tell you anything. You're right. We have a marriage of no communication. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, how's your day? I don't care. And then uh, the big thing that everyone's talking about. The Justice League. Why are we still talking about the Justice League? I watched that. <laughs> Twice? And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like I watched two versions of oh it. Oh my gosh, they it both was so sucked. long. It was even in my own house and it was so long. <laughs> I would not have made it in I, a movie theater. I made you watch that the night it came out. Was that the one I was so hours. sick? Oh, oh no, that was a different one. What were you sick for? What are you talking about? Um, I was really sick. You made me go to the batman v superman at a 10 o'clock showing on a thursday night and i was so sick i had such a cold and i still had to go to this movie but then we got a snow day the next day and it was marvelous i do not remember that also i think i remember you falling asleep during it i was sick and it was 10 o'clock at it, night it was that a, it started well, it was a terrible movie on a school night <laughs> that luckily was not a school night you also make me sound very abusive no I mean, to be fair, you also made Jared go to it at this time, so. Oh, I didn't know you were sick when I bought the tickets, probably a month in advance. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway, back to this. <laughs> Why are we talking about the Justice League again? They showed up. Oh, they did show up. Kind yeah. of. It well, would have honestly just been better if they just would have had the two guys that actually show up. Well, here's the thing. So we get Momoa and we get um, Ezra Miller, you know, got Ezra Miller who will throw a choke a fan out and throw them to the ground and also declare war on white supremacists no no this is what he does he's a fucking weirdo i don't like him i know but you're getting off track go back to what you're saying but uh, originally it was just going to be momoa and then ezra miller was around so marvel let them shoot ezra miller on the guardians 3 set he's in guardians 3 no he's not they just marvel allowed them to shoot 
his reaction. Oh, okay. Um, that which apparently goes on for like half an hour of like weird outtakes of him just mm. saying different stuff. Yeah. For a two second cameo. Well, there you go. But it was cool to see them. But the other characters, there's Superman and Wonder Woman there, and they are shot by legitimate. I, I don't know if they're actors, but they're people who are attractive and look approximate to Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill. I would believe that. Which I was kind of surprised about the Henry Cavill one. Like, the dude's just floating in the sky. Like, you tell me you couldn't just, like, CG, like, a silhouette? You had to bring in a guy for it? But here's where it gets in- a little interesting. Do tell. Uh, there, So you'll see the four of them in a little bit of dead space because someone did shoot a Batman fill-in that, Batman. that was an Affleck. The but Batman. apparently uh, DC said, like, you can't play with that toy right now and also they were going to do cyborg and they were like you definitely can't play with that toy i moved around tutoring so that i'm all set to go to batman great just thought i'd let you know <laughs> and everybody else I'm gonna rock that i'm so excited for that movie but yeah so there there were stand-ins and uh batman and cyborg were definitely not at least batman was a part of it cyborg never was but then they cut them because you know cyborg is definitely not happening as a thing and batman is keen maybe yeah we'll see or maybe it's the Batman. Anyway. Also, a bunch of like the Snyder bros got real upset this week because uh, DC put out a tweet about like, this is Black History Month. And they tweeted out like all their black actors that are like playing superhero roles but didn't do Cyborg. I'm like, yeah, no, we get it. Um, this is a, you have a bad relationship. <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's very stressful, the whole thing. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad time. Um, and his dead dad sits by his side, even though he shot him in the head. Oh, yeah, at the end. Yeah, that was sad. With Eagly. And Goff. Yeah, he's there, too. Yeah. But also, there's no more cow, and he just poured out the rest of the nectar, so. I I I feel like Goff is not going to live very long, either. It was a very big cow. It could have leaked out some milk. Gross. Secreted it. Anyway. <laughs> um yeah, but Peacemaker was very fun. Love that show. One of my one of if not my favorite DC things ever. I think mostly as well because it was such a surprise. Yeah, it could have like I didn't care about this character. I didn't care about him after Suicide Squad, but it's a show that I mean, I literally had... heard you say repeatedly how much you didn't care about this show. And then it but... appeared in your life and you were like, "Nope, just kidding. I love this show." The show had things to say. It had a point of view. It did. It was great. Well done. And I will totally take something with that over, you know, nothing. Kudos to all. Yeah. All right. There's that. So we're going to move on from the Suicide Squad. Oh, this will be a... This is always the best segment when you sit in. <laughs> to, <laughs> to this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in video game history. Guys, I didn't play video games till I was 24, and they stressed me out a lot, and I only know Turtles in Time. <laughs> the only game, you know, we beat that game. We beat a number of games together, some old school shit. I just remember one day some going over to your apartment, stuff. and you were like, put on your turtle beating pants or something. Turtle? No, I won't say that. It's a nonsense sentence. <laughs> 1986. Look, usually for this show, I made a... I made a pivot. It said, I'm only going to do things that came out in America, but I couldn't help on this one. Usually this is a guessing game for Jared. Is it uh, Mario? No. Is it... God, you're so close already. Am I? Is it that one? Is it Metroid? I my... just learned what that was. My God. Well, you're two for three. You might as well just keep guessing at this point. Mm. A game came out in 1986 of the Famicom this week. 
That's the NES in Japan. There's Mario. Zelda! Yeah, let me, Zelda. Just, let me just hit that tattoo on my arm. I know Zelda. Alright, I'm done. Yeah, nineteen eighty six, Legend of Zelda came out on the Famicom in Japan. Later it would come out in the US. Later I would beat it. You mean like not that long ago on the Switch? I did beat it on the Switch. It was a great time. Yeah, yep, we were all there. <laughs> Good chat. Yeah. Uh start of my favorite video game franchise of all time which is very unoriginal. It's everyone's favorite or a lot of people's favorite. 2008, Microsoft, there was a war going on back in the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 days. Who would win? Blu-ray or HD DVD? Xbox- I bet it was HD DVD. <laughs> well, Xbox had a um, a separate periphery that you could plug into your Xbox 360 for HD DVD, and they lost. And they announced it to- this week in 2008 that they were going to cease making they're peripheral players and if you've watched tropic thunder there is a very hilarious extended sequence explaining why hd dvd lost and it's mostly around pornography wow can't blame them 2009 street fighter 4 came out it only been like 20 years for a street fighter or there's you know there's like street fighter alpha street fighter turbo street fighter super alpha duplex double double decker three yep i know all of those yeah but whatever, Street Fighter 4 officially came out. I tried it, and I got my ass kicked because I, you know. Haven't played a Street Fighter in 20 years? I can throw a Hadouken. Hadouken. I can give you a Sonic Boom. I don't know what that one is. But there are people, like, the control scheme is the same, and they're just, like, that and, like, Mortal Kombat. Like, they're just people who have done it forever. It's just, it's an impenetrable game if you haven't been doing it for 30 years. So I got my ass kicked. 2010, uh, I think this is the one that Ellen Page was used for a body double. Heavy Rain came out. People loved it. I never played it. Moving on. You have nothing to say about Heavy Rain. No. Is that not the one that you started to play? No, that was... um... You told me that was Ellen Page's, (sighs) Elliot Page's body double. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. Misspoke. But you told me that that was their body double. No, that was Last of Us. That's a different thing. Okay. Heavy Rain, I think that was... <laughs> you have nothing to say about Heavy Rain. <laughs> Whatever. I just know it was popular, so I wrote it down. Much like Killzone 3. It was popular. I never played it. I wrote it down. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it was big at the time. 2012, the PS Vita came out. Why have a PSP if you can have a PS Vita? I don't know. It was dumb. No one cared. No one cared. Well, it's a much quicker segment when Jared isn't here. I had a Game Boy Color. GBC, baby. And... I had a PlayStation 2 so that I could play Dance Dance Revolution. DDR. I love DDR. Baby. I was good at DDR. That's all I really have to say about that. All right. That was the one video game I played. Uh, how do I make a transition out of here? You used to write them down. I did. I had them months in advance. Now I, I make <laughs> them up. I literally make them up on the spot now. Um, So from, I don't know, Street Fighter 4 to... There's no fighting four, in the Winter Olympics. Four participant bobsled. Okay. Fine, that's fine. We'll take We're moving that. on to Jared's sports reports. He's not here. Emily's sports reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared's sports report. Guys, it was the Olympics. I love the Olympics so much. I feel like I did the Summer Olympics, too. Did I? I don't know. I don't remember the show I don't remember. 20 minutes after I do it, let alone what happened two, one or two years ago. I adore the Olympics. If I said anything offensive, I was drunk. Great. Um, <laughs> no one saw the look that I got. 
I love the Olympics. I love everything about the Olympics. Um, this Olympics was really, really cold uh, and had some really... Frozen penises and everything. Yes, but I was really going to say it had some um, weather elements that Would the played a penises. factor in some of the events. But it was wonderful, as all Olympics are wonderful. I watched a lot of it. You know, I was sick I, for the end of it, though. I barely so watched I, any of it. You watched a ton. I was in and out a little bit, but I did get to see Nathan Chen's skating. I got to see so much. I don't even remember what I saw. We got to see the speed skating where Aaron, why can I not think of Aaron's last name? Uh, she won the 500 meter speed skating. Do you remember watching that? We, we watched it live. We did watch it, but. And she won gold. That was wonderful. The Olympics are just so heartwarming. I watched a lot of curling. I don't understand curling, but I watched it anyway. It's pretty dumb. I looked up what curling shoes look like. One of them is grippy and the other one is slidey. And that is just a recipe for disaster for somebody like me. I saw a tweet somewhere that somebody said that all the Winter Olympics is is either you go down a hill fast or you have knife feet. And I've thought about that since I saw that. (laughs) The knife feet. I'm not good at either of those things. But it is just so inspiring and heartwarming. You explicitly told me we could never go on an ice skating date. I hate ice skating. You're like, hey, we're dating. Never ice skate. (laughs) I hate ice skating. But I love watching ice skating. And this year, I tried to learn how I could identify the different jumps. So that was kind of fun. I didn't get that deep into it. But it was very fun. And it was just, it was a whole thing. Well, basketball, that happened. The All-Star Game where the weekend happened. I recorded it for us. Yeah, we didn't watch it. (laughs) We didn't watch the All-Star Game. But I did record it. But I would like to do some reporting on it. So let's do some photo confusion. Is this about the big three? Yeah. Are you going to talk about this? Yeah. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, they're standing together. Ray Allen walks up by them. Did you ever figure out the story? No, I haven't. And I've read stuff about it. And I can't. You're trying to tell me the story I'm talking about. I can't figure it out. So there's this very hilarious clip of um, Ray Allen walking by Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. And Kevin Garnett's like kind of like bouncing up and down very awkwardly and lebron just daps up ray allen what is this new word that you keep using dap that's not new okay well you don't use that in your common vernacular whatever but then there was a photo later on of the three of them just standing together smiling and happy but then earlier was it like a year ago year and a half ago like there was a photo of the big three plus someone else i don't remember who it was and on kevin garnett's instagram he just cropped out ray allen (laughs) (laughs) so like what was this photo of like paul pierce kevin garnett ray allen just all smiling together i don't understand the order of operations and what happened in between awkward encounter and photo i want to know i don't know either there was that um there's been a lot of news stories in the last uh, about two weeks of Ennis, or if you're reading Forbes, Enos, Cantor, Freedom, and that he was waived from the Houston Rockets after being traded by the Boston Celtics because of his political beliefs on China. Now you, a person who has seen a game or two from Enos, Cantor. Freedom. Uh, yeah, thank you. Why do you think that he was waived after being traded? I say this is somebody who is five feet tall and cannot play basketball at all, um, but he is not quite at the level of the other big men in the NBA. <laughs> He's real bad. Why are you being so coy about it? He's just bad. I don't know, because it sounds mean to say that about somebody. <laughs> Look, he can't do anything on switching defense. He gets destroyed in pick and roll. But yeah, it's because of his political stances on China. No, it's fucking not. It's because he sucks. He used to be good. He had a 10-year career. A 10-year career in the NBA is a long career. That is a very successful career. He's just bad now. I'm actually it happens. 
so grateful and glad that he was able to get his U.S. citizenship before all of this happened. And 100%. so, hundred percent. So there's no stress about him going back to like not Erdogan having a visa, and not yeah. yeah, because I've dabbled very briefly in the world of having to get visas to work in foreign countries, and it's annoying to say the least. And so I'm just very grateful that he doesn't have to worry about that. You're being very coy about this, but the the reality is he's just a bad player, and not he. You know, he wasn't always. And you've had some of the hotter canter takes. It's like, oh, yeah, he gets offensive rebounds. Yeah, because he gets his own rebounds three times over. But that's fine. You know what? <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. But anyway. Yeah, no, I, don't I just wanted to that. talk about like the silliness of like, oh, he's been cut out of the NBA because of his beliefs on China. Like, no, he's just not. He had a 10-year career. That's a long career in the NBA. That's a good career. He's just not a good player anymore. It happens. Yeah. It's sad, though. This is the least coy you've been on this topic. Like, if we talk about it in private, you're like, you you share, like, a way more. Oh, no. I don't, <laughs> I don't really have an opinion on this as much as, like, no, he just, if you, he's at the end of his career and he's getting waived. And there's plenty of other players that have also gotten waived in the same situation. And that's sad. Yeah, it's a totally a money thing. It's just like, oh, we got rid of him and he got waived. Like, yeah, it's, it's just a financial uh, thing. I just am so glad that he has a citizenship, which is kind of where i'm getting stuck on more than anything else totally i'm so glad he does too but um like i don't canter's a freedom he's a good guy but yeah i mean his playing career certainly seems done yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what's up next for him but i think he has a lot of really interesting things he can do he's built a name for himself but in what's a great annoying way is that... like he re- he's like retweeting every conspiracy theory about him like getting weighed because of like his views on china like it's not that man like just not good anymore i mean who knows right i no, i, I don't know. i don't think it's i yeah i don't think that it's because of his views i don't know why he's retweeting that as much as it could just be that that's how he feels or it could be that he's trying to keep his name in the news right now because new york is apparently in the next couple of weeks going to be relaxing their indoor venue vaccination requirements yeah mm. Will our buddy Kyrie be playing? <laughs> yeah, best bud Kyrie. And the next couple of weeks appears that he will be back. Well, that sounds fun. Do we have to play them? Uh, we're going to play them Thursday, but that will be without Durant, Simmons, and Kyrie. So Solid. We're going to fucking rock their no, asses. No, let's not go down that road. We've watched a lot of Celtics. <laughs> they did, their last game, they did lose to the Pistons. Guys, I grew <laughs> up on the Red Sox. So my... Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that the Nets can really recover from that. I mean, Durant is out for who knows how long. Ben Simmons is going to be available sometime, and Kyrie will be back in the next couple of weeks. And, oh, believe you me, I don't think Kyrie and Ben Simmons can work. The Nets are just full of divas. They have Durant, who is probably the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They have Kyrie, who probably has the best handles of all time. And they have Ben Simmons, who can do some defense. But they also just had Harden, who's also one of the biggest divas. They played 16 games, and it didn't work. I have no faith in Kyrie and Simmons as a duo. None at all. I feel like they're just going to hate each other. Like, Kyrie will be very boisterous, and Simmons will just be, like, cowering in the corner. Like, he's being mean to me. Um, I don't know that I agree with that. I think that I think that weirder things have worked out, and I think that... There is every possibility that this could work. I think that Kyrie likes to be contrarian. So if he's saying that everybody's not, if everybody's saying he's not going to get along, 
then he's going to get along great. I I can there's only like twenty games left in the season. I don't. They're in eighth right now, and I don't see them getting out of the play-in tournament. And if you're in the play-in, then you have extra games to play and less time off, and it's just an uphill battle. And I think they're going to fucking fizz out. Okay, there you go. I did remember one thing that I had to take on on the Olympics. All right, what's your Olympic stick? About the whole Camila Valieva doping scandal. Did you hear about this? I have a joke written down later. About Camila? Oh, just in general. Doping. Oh, okay. That I so agree with everything that Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski said, and they were talking about how she's 15, but she's old enough to be able to have some say about what goes into her body, but the adults in her life really needed to be the ones to manage this whole situation better. And it's very, very sad, but that she really should not have been able to compete. And it is even sadder because she just totally fell apart because she's 15. And it it just made me very sad to watch. The whole thing put such a pall over the women's figure skating. It just made the whole thing very sad. But anyway, that's all. I didn't really mention that in my Olympics thing. And that was a big part of my Olympics watching. And that just made me so sad. The whole thing. Because she's a 15-year-old girl. Oh, we didn't talk about LeBron saying that whenever Bronny comes into the league, which will be this year, but it'll be the year after that, he's going to do everything he can to play with this kid. Fabulous. Go for it. If I had all of LeBron's power in the NBA and wanted to do that, I would 100% do it. He just has one awkward year in there, but yeah. Good for him. Go LeBron. That's never been done in the past. Why not? Do it now. LeBron's done a lot of things that have never been never been done. I actually don't know if that's true or not. He's done a lot of things well that other people have not done he, well. He's done many, many things. Is he unofficial? I don't know if he's the first of many things, though, now that I say that. I mean, no. I mean, no one's the first of anything in like this era, but... You literally just said he'd be the first to do this. Well, to do that, but look, he's one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest. And then, in my old man opinion, I don't think he is. Oh my gosh, you're such an old man. <laughs> I think he's number two or three. One of them I've experienced. Look, it's probably like Michael Wilt and then LeBron. Sounds like a plan. It's just my old man way. It's hard to break that. Yes, your old man ways are hard to break. And granted, like, clearly, In every part of clearly, your life. Wilt was like way, way, way before my time, but still, like. We just talked about how you're an old man. Yeah, but if he was boning 30,000 women, that's what he said. Moving on. All right, we're going to move on from, I don't know, sports, the Olympics. We're going to move on from regular Olympics to the Space Olympics. This was charming. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was pretty terrible, but also charming. It was a piece of shit. We're going to move on from uh, the re- Winter Olympics to the Space Olympics in Detective Comics number 260. It's Jared's Raining Corner. You know what I didn't write down? I didn't write down who did this. Who did this travesty? It's right here. Do you want it? No, I'm looking it up. Well, it's right here. I think it's faster this way. It's right here, though. Do you have names? Where do they put the names in this one? Exactly. All right. As the Olymp- Winter Olympics are currently happening, we're going to look at Batman going to the they Space Olympics. Up. They're not happening anymore. Oh, my goodness. They just wrapped up on Sunday. Well, this is coming from a script by Question Mark with pencils by Sheldon Maldoff. I'm glad that the internet gave you Question Mark. This is a very reputable database of I mean, this is from mark. October 1958. So, Yeah, Batman, the caped crusader, the dark detective of the night. At some point, turned into uh, we're gonna do sci-fi shit, and it was really terrible. And the series was almost canceled just a few years later. And after reading this, uh, it's hard to argue with it because it's bad. It's not real that bad. bad. Batman goes to the Space charming. Olympics. I mean, it's like so bad it's charming kind of thing. Well, 
Batman and Robin just hanging around in their pajamas. They were asleep and the bat alarm went off. Yeah. And these Venusians, aliens from the planet Venus, they've been observing Batman and Robin on their TV space scanners. Yep. Makes sense. Checks out. And they're like, hey, we want you to be part of the Space Olympics. And Batman immediately doesn't go, why are they called the Olympics? Like, that feels very Earth-based. Why why is it the Olympics? They say that they're copying the Earth-based Olympics. And they really liked the format, so they just made their own. Mm. Obviously. Didn't you read it? (laughs) How dare you? I have so many notes. (laughs) And Batman's like, this would be a great honor to be part of your Space Olympics. So the Venusians just shoot them up to an asteroid. Or in this case, a space asteroid. But also, Batman doesn't know any of the events that he's going to be competing in. He just said it would be a great honor. They go Also, he's the only athlete from their country. Planet. Right, from their whole world. How can you compete in all of the events? They happen all at the same time. Can you imagine if somebody from like one of the sliding sports was also doing like cross-country skiing or biathlon? Look, he competes in three events. Yes, he does. And they shoot him up to the space asteroid where he does a one-hand space race on top of some kind of toboggan. Okay, it's more like a torpedo, but also he first in, marches hey, look, in the, in term the of, opening ceremonies with the hall of uh, the parade of athletes, which was very charming. See, in modern Winter Olympics term, he does the monobob. Oh my gosh, you knew what a monobob was? We won gold in that too. We watched that. Did we watch the monobob? Why else would I know what a monobob is? I don't know. I watched a lot of Olympics. I didn't know what you were paying attention to. Very little. I watched the monobob. I watched the two women bobsled. I watched... Cool runnings. Four. I watched cool runnings. I watched the four man bobsled a little bit. Anyway. Whatever. Batman wins the monobob where you just got to like ride this mechanical pony around a track with one hand on it. Wins yes. it. And then he has to go to a shooting tournament. He's just doing skeet stuff. He's skeet, skeet, skeet. This is an event in the Summer Olympics, though, too. I mean, minus the asteroid aspect of it. But Yeah, you got to shoot three targets, then an asteroid explodes, and he wins. He's like, I don't know if I'm much of a crack shot, mostly because my parents died from a gunshot wound. He didn't say that part. He just <laughs> said, I don't know if I'm a crack shot. Which also, like, mm, Batman, that feels like a thing that you should be... I mean, just because you don't like guns, it, feel, it still feels like you should be exceptionally good at guns then he says one of my favorite lines of the story i never thought i could beat the experts of space (laughs) yes awful but he's also making a nemesis of the plutonians during this whole situation Mm, the plutonians they don't count pluto as a planet anymore yes i see the dog is sniffing his kennel for some reason what is what is he doing kirby stop being a weirdo i love you i love you the third event batman goes into is anti-grav boxing where they stick him in a sphere with no gravity so how would your punches have any force behind them i don't know but he has magnets in his gloves so he keeps on bopping the guy in the chest okay so then we find out that chest bop you batman has been accidentally cheating during this whole thing in each event but these feel like things that he should have realized he was like what this was rigged in my favor. In the monobob, his feet were locked into the stirrups so he couldn't get out. That feels like something you would figure out. That doesn't feel like a like Batman is basically secret. space Russia here. After this point, he has to perform as the Batman Olympic Committee. I don't like your glances. Moving I, I, on. I wrote these jokes down. Yeah. I, I <laughs> no, no, they're here. They're, <laughs> they're here on paper. <laughs> Just like how you I'm like, do I need an alternate? Necessary nope. today. 
Look, then the Plutonians are like, oh, the Batsman has been cheating. And they get a mob with like fucking pitchforks and shit running after him. <laughs> and Batman's response is, run away. Yeah. And so they hop. It's a real in- Monty Python moment. So they hop into this little flying saucer that the Plutonians are like, here, let us help you out. And then they deposit them in some weird little out of the way cave. Not even that far away. Then like, we need to clear our name. Let's go back. So they run back, guys. <laughs> and immediately the crowd turns on them. And they're like, run away. And they find themselves in a room with the Plutoniations, Plutonians, whatever they are. And they're like, haha, we tricked you into losing and we're going to besmirch your good name. And then they are arrested by the, in quote, space police. Like, oh, no, not the space police. Yes, because all along, the Plutonians, that's not really what they're called, I'm sure, but whatever. The Plutonians were trying to make the venus That's what I wrote down. That's what I think they are. ...look bad because they wanted the trade routes of the Venusites. Venusians. Yes. And so the Venusians brought in Batman, and so they made Batman look bad to make the to discredit the Venusians. It's very complicated. And the space police get them. Space police. Okay, my actually They call them space police. Yes, I got that. My my favorite part of this was when all of a sudden they just start climbing up a building and Batman or Robin says, I never thought our silken cords would come in handy in outer space, Batman. That's so dorky. I can't even handle that. And then whatever. The Plutonians are captured by the space police. They're like, do you want to continue with your activities in the Space Olympics? And Batman's like, no, we haven't been fighting crime in Gotham for all this time. So we need to return. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hard to believe this book was almost canceled in the 60s. So some really important points to point out. This book sucks. Batman is an incredible athlete to be able to participate in three different sports that have very little to do with one another. Also, um, I love that they picked Batman as the premier athlete of all of Earth. Love that. Does Do the other heroes of Earth exist in this? Mm, enough. So, like, we could have tapped Superman. I guess he's not technically from Earth, but still. Like, Eileen Gu was born in the U.S., but her mother is from China, and so she ended up um, competing with China. And so in that t- same type of situation, couldn't Superman just have competed for Earth? And then we could have just no, won Batman everything as Superman? Because why not? Also, why did they bring Robin? He didn't do anything. Yeah, he's just there to be your ward. Oh, okay. Thank you for explaining that. Your best ward boy. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible, terrible... It's very short, though. Well, I mean, you only read half the issue of Detective Comics 260. Solid. It was was enough. The story didn't need more. It's real bad. I hate it. I can totally understand why this book was almost canceled. I thought it was kind of charming in a way. I enjoyed that they made him a flag for his Parade of Athletes moment. That was very fun. But yeah, there's that. Batman and the Space Olympics. So we're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Other questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. Do we have a letter? We do have a letter. If you want to ask us your own letters. Do you not remember that song from Blue's Clues? Definitely not. I wonder who it's from. Blue's Clues was after my time. Okay, anyway, back to our letter. What's our letter? If you want to ask us your own questions, 
Send them to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Please do. Oh my God, please do. Please do. Please do. Please do. Blues Clues do. What's our letter? What? Um, I'm paraphrasing. I never write these all the way down. <laughs> your weird shorthand that you've created for yourself out of your handwriting that's mostly illegible. No, you can read this one. Uh, what is the most impactful comics death? Yes. Hmm, what do you think? I wrote down three things. Gwen or Bucky? I, well, Gwen is one of mine. How about Bucky? Didn't he not get brought back for a long, long time? Yeah, I didn't write him down. I don't think he's impactful in that same way. Great. Superman died one time. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you're two for three for me. Well done to me. Who else died one time? You're not going to get the third one. So there's no point in even... Electra. N- no. Daredevil. No. You got two for three. You're not going to get more than that, out of my personal opinion. Donnie. Who? Didn't Donatello die in one of the comics? Oh, yeah. He's fine. He came back like almost immediately. Batman. The Joker in The Killing Joke. That's like a real one. Well, that's an opinion thing. But it's a legitimate option. All right. Let's start with my list of impactful deaths. You guessed uh, the first one. Gwen Stacy. Killed by the Green Goblin and Amazing Spider-Man. I don't write the number down. Mm. <laughs> wow. We're Preparation. Judging. Yeah, uh, Gwen Stacy dying, getting her neck snapped, going off of the GWB, I think. Was it Brooklyn Bridge or GWB? Um, I don't know. I was trying to think if it think if it showed up in this new movie that we just watched, but I she didn't fall off the bridge, so I don't know. But the the idea is that uh, Gwen Stacy's death is the end of Silver Age comics, moving into a more modern era with the Bronze Age stuff. So just from a whole uh, focus shift, and you'll hear different stories about this. They'll be like, oh, like Stanley was on vacation, so we like snuck it in there, or we told him, and he said it was fine. And then he, there's also stories of saying, like, Stan said it wasn't fine. And there's all this kind of like back and forth bullshit. Um, I think Stan will just go with whatever public opinion is. Yeah. It seemed to be his kind of way. It's like, oh, do you guys think this? Well, I agree with that. But rah, rah, rah. Uh, Gwen Stacy definitely being a big one, ending the Silver Age of comics. Uh, the next one that I would put in there is like, yeah, you were talking about the death of Superman. I also agree, death of Superman is a big one. Because it was, was because it was the marketing campaign. Totally, <gasps> I even got the reason right. I mean, they were literally like, this was in all intents and purposes a blockbuster thing. Like they were like lines around the bo- block, literally busted that block. They were getting their black armbands. They were doing all this stuff. And then there was this huge Didn't they wrap it in the black plastic? There were, yes. uh, There was a black poly bag version and all this other stuff. And people were like, oh, we're going to get our kids to retire on the death of Superman. Like, what was it? Superman 75, I think. The second series. And it's worth, I don't know, 20 bucks. Yes. Crazy numbers, I tell you. Or if you get it graded, it's worth a bit more. But still, like, it's everyone was there for it. But it also started the trend of like, oh, if we do like a big death event, those issues will sell more and the immediate issues after will sell more. And it has been a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Like the death of Wolverine. The death of Wolverine is a piece of shit. But I remember it. Ooh, we have three months to live and there's a big bony claw. We have two months to live and there's two bony claws. I fucking hate that book. Okay. Anyway, what's your third death? What's in your mouth? Uh, probably your hair. Great. Someone's hair, probably yours. Maybe it's the dog or cats. Or your hair. I've been finding your hair places because now it's a length that's identifiable as yours. (laughs) Oh, for a length? Yeah. Anyway, what's your third option? Uh, Whatever Kyle Rayner's girlfriend was. Who? The 
fourth Green Lantern. Why does she matter? Because it started. I don't a, know anything about Green Lantern. It started a phrase and also started, um, I think, kind of an acknowledgement of a thing, talking about fridging someone. In a new Kyle Rayner series, he comes home only to find that his girlfriend, and I have literally only written her down as Fridge Lady because I couldn't remember her name. Fridge Lady. As, yeah, his significant other who was murdered and shoved into a fridge, which has become kind of a pop culture staple, or at least a, a point of discussion around pop culture of calling him like fridging a character, where uh, in particular, a male protagonist loses a love interest just to motivate them into doing something like in James Bond every time. Uh, I th- there is a line to walk here because I do, I think revenge can totally be a, a, a totally viable um, motivation for a character, but it's a case of does that character purely exist to die? Are they only there to be? Are they not a fully like realized character? Are they like just- the gold lady in Goldfinger? Yeah. We've watched a lot of James Bond recently, guys. I don't know if that's come up yet in your podcast, <laughs> but we've been watching a lot of James Bond. But just in in general, like I think it, it brings up an important question in a like with how you're doing a storytelling. Like, oh, am I just introducing this character to be canon fodder, especially if it's a female character? So I think just in a kind of larger conversation, uh, the Kyle Rayner fridge girlfriend is a biggie okay solid choice i think but i think that's an important conversation to like hey let's you know try and do better let's try and figure shit out oh i totally agree it also feels a bit diminutive like oh you can't use revenge as like a motivation i just feel like you need to have a character be more than just their death yeah like i'm just here to die hello like i'm just a nice lady right like gwen existed for far longer which made her death impactful because it was yeah totally like she was a thing she was a character but versus just like can i introduce you to my girlfriend oh no she's dead now didn't you always tell me though that gwen and bucky were the two that you couldn't bring back and they both been back recently oh uh, no the two that the two that it used to be were um and this is going back a ways now because they've both been back for a while it's like you couldn't b- bring back bucky and you couldn't bring back jason todd oh okay they uh both came back within about a year of <laughs> each other but it was a long time that they couldn't be brought back and now that people talk about it, it's like oh it's well you can't bring back uncle ben he's kind of the new standard of that kind of bullshit rule i guess he would be a very impactful death in comics as well yeah then they shoved him in the fridge no they didn't put him in a fridge all right that's that show that's that show we t- we started talking about butts we ended up talking about deaths as one does every time dead ass great if you enjoyed the show that's all i remember from jared spiel i listen to it every week and i don't remember if you enjoyed the show patreon.com slash editors note comics a dollar a month oh you get this bad boy the night it comes out and mm. and if you guys write in and encourage them to do the video that i want of them recreating the theme song of the peacemaker dance then it has a better shot of it happening jared likes to pretend that he's a better dancer than me he's not he sucks he sucks so much i think that both of you would be equally bad at this but it would be fabulously worth watching you showed me that TikTok, which just further took my idea and ignited it. So it's your oh, the, own fault. The, there's that ticker that was like one week of watching Peacemaker, two weeks of watching Peacemaker, <laughs> three weeks. And it was just like the dude doing the dance perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even make you guys do the whole dance. Actually, the first time I proposed this idea, you went, well, I'd have to get a gun. 
there's so many other things that you could do instead of getting a gun for it. But anyway, that was like your big reason why you couldn't do the dance. It doesn't have a pistol on hand. So we couldn't use a water pistol or a finger gun? Pew, pew. Anyway, a dollar a month, patreon.com. You're never on social media. I no, bar- I'm not. I barely am, so who cares? But Jared is sometimes at Junior Rich. Yeah. He's tweeting about the, the tournament right now that he's at. It's a very exciting tournament. I promise. If you guys are not in Maine, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. We'll Maybe go week. to it one time. Who the hell knows? Probably, look, Batman's almost coming out, so it's probably going to be more Batman for that SEO. Okay. The one that sweet, sweet search engine optimization, or whatever the fuck it's called. Look at you with all your fancy words. I think, yeah, whatever. Uh, we'll be back next week. Stuff. Bye. Stuff.